to the She So Seasonal podcast. We have the beautiful Roxanne on the show today. She is a dedicated mum of four. She is a fierce advocate of body acceptance, finding those budget-friendly styles, and she freaking rocks it in the body that she has. And she's amazing when it comes to practicing the art of self-development routines. Now, I love her because every single time she posts, I feel super inspired, not only by the content and the way she holds her beautiful body and the way that she just shows up online, but the messaging that she also writes inside of her caption. So I just want to say welcome so much, Roxanne, for being on the show today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> I haven't had an intro like that before and it um, makes me need to cry a little Aww. bit. So thanks for that. I appreciate it so much. I'm really excited to have a chat with you and get to know each other a little bit more. Yeah, thank you. Oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> I love that. And you're so genuine. And this is why I wanted you to be on the show today because you carry this beautiful, sweet energy and I can just feel that through your content. And my goodness, girl, like you have grown an incredible following of over 60,000 followers and while being a mum of four by the way like you're just rocking this lifestyle so I'd love to hear your journey how did your Instagram page and your modeling career and everything just take off so I kind of started my Instagram maybe seven years ago and it was when we had moved to a new area so we moved about an hour away from our hometown and I just really felt alone and I just wanted to post pregnancy updates and I was really hoping to connect with some other mums as well So I posted my outfits and, you know, pregnancy updates, what I was wearing and just a little bit about how I was feeling. Just from there, it started to grow. And as I went through my postpartum journey and kind of trying to figure out who I was again, I was sharing that online and yeah, just community started to build and people started to get to know me more and I got to know my community and I've just been hanging out there since. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. Oh my goodness. So you've just started this page from a place of feeling a little bit alone and, you know, maybe I can connect to someone online and maybe I can even connect to myself. Have you found like since doing this for such a long time, where has your life transformed with the power of social media? Well, for starters, I gained a lot of self-confidence through it. I didn't really think too much about looking a certain way or uh, anything at all. It was more about being able to reflect on how I was actually feeling and how I felt and what I was wearing and how I felt in just what I was saying in general, if I even resonated with myself a lot of the time. So yeah, as I was posting more, I don't know, I was really, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but the more I did it, the more I grew into myself yeah. and it kind of helped me stay I, it's a, it's weird for a lot of people but I found myself being more grounded by posting on social media yeah. I don't know if that makes much sense no, because does. I know that yeah and I know that a lot of people find it you know yeah you have a highlight reel and you post only certain things but because I did post a lot of my own vulnerabilities on there and being able to find other people who related to what I was saying as well it's yeah, it helped me stay in touch with myself a lot. Oh, it's beautiful. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> no, it does. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And I actually, I have to agree with you is I found that it was sort of similar to me when I started posting mine, um, basically just love for affordable fashion, because at the time it wasn't cool or trendy, but I thought it was. And I thought, well, surely there's other people feeling this way. And I started to build a similar 
audience around my niche and that's sort of what kept my confidence up going, oh, okay, so I'm not alone here. Like these people feel the same way. And then your page just kind of becomes bigger than you. And you kind of realize, wait a second, I am a bit of a role model. And now, I don't know about you, but with my posting, I always like to think, who can I inspire? Who is that one woman out there who was me and what does she need to hear? Do you find like, cause your posts are absolutely stunning. You do a lot from fitness to fashion to body positivity. And one of the posts that I love that you've done recently is you talk about like the comparison game and you talk about how it's so easy for us to compare. And I can imagine like, I don't know about you, but I still compare myself online. How do you continue to stay grounded, but also how do you continue to just know that your audience needs that like that's the motivation we need to see well sometimes I it's just from conversations that I have a lot of the time where I'm like I need to I need to share something because for a minute there I was questioning myself and I'm pretty good now at not comparing myself because I I know and trust in myself that I am who I am and there isn't anybody who thinks exactly like me at all so I can't really compare myself. There's there's nothing to compare myself to because there's not another me, if that makes sense. So I'll have a conversation with somebody and I'll be like, oh, maybe I should do that. That's something I should do. Or, you know, that person is doing it this way. Maybe I should be doing it that way. But then I kind of have to remind myself, oh, well, no, I do my, my things a certain way that works well for me. So there's no point in comparison or comparing what I'm doing to that person. So it'll be moments like that where I'm kind of reminded in a conversation by myself that I needed the reminder so I'm always like there's probably someone else there that needs it because if I needed it then then I'm sure there's somebody else and if not then I just reminded myself anyway so it's fine (laughs) I love that so much that is so sweet so yeah you are posting for you're still on the self-love journey as well which I think we're all still on that journey and I love that like you get this inspiration for the day and you go, oh, hang on, someone might need to hear this, but if not, I kind of need to hear it myself. So I'm going to put myself in a beautiful hot bikini, showing off my mum curves and then write this inspirational post about comparison and like just rock who you are. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to, especially with like stretch marks and loose skin after my first baby, it was like, whoa, holy crap. Like, how do I deal with this? Like, This isn't who I am. And I really struggled with it for a really long time, but when I learned to accept that that's who I was now, there's no nobody who has the same marks as me and have been through what I've been through. So why would I not love that about myself? And I've found in conversations with other mums when they were like, oh, how do I get rid of this? How do I, when do I book in a tummy tuck and stuff like that? I'm like, hold on a second. Why would you take that away from yourself? Like that is something so beautiful that nobody can take from you. Aww. If you can love and accept that about yourself, then there's an additional little bit of glitter on here, if that makes sense. <laughs> I love that. You know? It's an additional little bit of yeah. glitter here. That is beautiful. Yeah. So I guess, is that sort of the typical messages you tend to get online or like, what's one of your biggest piece of advice? Like if you're a new mom or you've been a mom for a long time and you still haven't been able to accept your body because we have these accounts that sort of remind us and ground us, we're documenting our journey if you didn't have this Instagram account, what sort of advice, like baby steps, could you give someone who might be struggling at the moment with their postpartum body? It would be just like, don't compare yourself, but also give yourself the grace and compassion to learn to accept that that is what you look like now. There's no race to look a certain way because there is one you. There's no 
point that you have there's no point in pushing yourself to become like who you were before because you were reborn into somebody else after you had a baby and it's kind of you aren't the same person after you have a child even if it's your third baby like you change each time and you kind of have to learn to accept and, and relearn who you are so when it comes to body confidence as well that's something else that you kind of have to figure out whether or not you can accept that about yourself and it just takes time there's it, it, it really sucks sometimes you have to sit there and be like look this is what I look like now and that's okay and find the beauty in that and when you find yourself kind of speaking so negatively about yourself you know you could be looking in the mirror and picking at little things that you don't like about what your body looks like but you can always take the initiative <laughs> to mm-hmm look at yourself a little bit more positively and look for things that you love about yourself. Like for me, I used to, in in high school, people would make fun of me because I was like, I'm half Asian and I would get like little remarks, which I don't repeat anymore, which would make me like, be like, Oh, I hate my eyes. Right. Mm. Absolutely. hate my eyes. I hated them for such a long time. And then I was like, wait a second. They have this beautiful, like arm and shape. Yes they're like actually really nice. Like, I can add so many, you know, I worked out how to do my makeup that would make them look a little bit prettier in, yeah. in the way that I liked them. And I did things that would enhance, enhance things that I actually really did like about myself and just switch the narrative a little bit in my own head. So it, it takes practice and everything does. If you can give yourself the time, you know, the grace and the compassion towards yourself it really can make a difference and you can get to the point where you're like, no, I am, I am quite beautiful. Oh, oh my so, God. I no. love this so much. That is, that is so, you've just honestly melted my heart right now. Just, oh, have I? Yeah, no, you really have. Like just accepting who you are as you are today, what season that you're in in your life. And then finding yeah. what it is that you do like about yourself or changing the narrative a little bit. So if you don't like your eyes or you don't like your skin or whatever it is, try and reflect on that and go, well, what if I did and how can I enhance it so that it's not such a negative mindset? And I love that you started to learn how to do makeup. And now you've, you've gotten to a point where you do beautiful makeup and you're just glowing. And also you're a role model for those who might be feeling the same way too, because they're going to yeah. look at you and go, you look like me online. And that is beautiful. And the same with fashion and with your body. It's instead of hiding yourself and covering your scars, like you said, like they're your glitter, like that's rock that glitter and um, yeah. wear a certain style that maybe even shows it off a bit. And the more that you just practice and the more that you do it, the more that you really tap into your unique energy and your unique self, because there's only one of you. I really love that message. 100% agree. Um, a lot of the time we're all really rushed to become what we want to be, um, but there's no, there's absolutely no timeline. You don't have to do it tomorrow. You don't have to switch overnight. You don't have to rebrand yourself every five seconds. You can do it anytime. Absolutely. Go for it. But there's no rush whatsoever. You can take the time to really think about it and just give it a good hot crack. (laughs) Yes. There's no rush. You don't need to rebrand yourself all the time. Like just focus on you. And I mean, if you are wanting to keep up with it, like it's really a journey. Like we're all on this journey of just self-love consistently. And that is honestly what your whole page is about. And I also love following your fitness. You're very good with your um, messaging when it comes to that self-development routine. You do a lot of fitness work. So do you find that also helps? 
Fitness definitely helps me with my mindset, especially because, so I train every day at 5am. Um, I get up at four, I'm at the gym by five and I train for about an hour every day. And it is discipline for me. For starters, it helps with almost every aspect of my life. I'm, I really want to live a very optimal life. So taking care of my health is huge. I find if I can do, if I can work out first thing in the morning, which is, it's now a habit for me and I really enjoy it. But at the beginning, a lot of it was, if I can do this, it's going to be the hardest thing I'm going to do today. I can literally tackle anything else. There's nothing that will stop me today. So yeah, a big part of training for me is just managing my mindset and staying disciplined and that consistency as well, because it does seep into every other part of my life, especially. Mm-hmm definitely. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yes. And that's, and I think that's like your whole page, isn't it? It really comes back to mindset, whether it's to do with accepting your body, setting up a routine for success for the day, or even just um, trying new styles and trying different ways of makeup and dressing. It all comes back to mindset and that is something we need more of on this (laughs) social media platform. (laughs) Yeah, I'm always about in improving how I think, especially. I love I love changing the way that my brain kind of works things out and testing it a little bit. I, I love to test things. I don't do it that much with fashion, which is really strange, but added in more color this year. So Did you? <laughs> that's as far as I've gone so far. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, I added in blues. I wore some red this year. I used to be neutral, but it's very dependent on my mood. Yes like how I dress. Oh, right. Yeah. Hugely. I, there was, yeah. When I was depressed, like after I had my fourth baby, I was very depressed and I was wearing so many boring colors. Like I just could not, I was still, I still dressed pretty all right, (laughs) but I just could not bring myself to put anything of color on at all. So I learned a lot about myself and my style during that period. Wow. So what was the moment for you that made you realize that the way that you're feeling is actually the way that you're picking the clothes like the mood dressing is a big part of you now like did you just have a moment where you woke up and went oh my god this is actually reflecting my day or yeah how did you figure out that mood dressing is what's actually changing the way that you actually live your life one morning I had woken up and I'd done so much I think it was it was a good period of time where I'd been really consistent and I was feeling really good and I looked in my closet and I had nothing bright to wear. It was all blacks and beiges, which I have nothing nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but blacks, beiges and greys and all I wanted was something pink that morning. <laughs> Because I felt really good when I woke up. I was like, I just want to wear pink. Like I want to get in my legally blonde moment <laughs> and I want to wear something pink. And I had nothing pink to wear. So I was like rummaging through, um, like I had a bag of clothing that I was going to donate because we send a lot of clothing to the Philippines. Because oh, nice. um, a lot of my family lives over there. So we send off big boxes. So I went rummaging through the pile of stuff that I had there. Could not find anything. And then I was like, wow, I need to go shopping. <laughs> I need to shop. I need to find something to wear that reflects how I actually feel because everything is making me sad. So I remember that morning. So like specifically because I had planned for the end of the week to go shopping. I usually put a list in my notes app of items that I want to get. And that's how I shop. So I had gone through Pinterest that week and I was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to try out. 
And that's what I did. It was great. I loved it. (laughs) I love that story so much. It was just one of those moments where you're like, I feel like wearing pink today. I want to come back to habits. We get so comfortable in the way of living. And especially for you, you probably finally started doing little things here and there, like going for walks or changing your mindset. And then you realize your wardrobe wasn't reflecting who you were becoming or who you wanted to be. So when you woke up, you're like, oh, I feel like something bright. So maybe your wardrobe just kind of reminded you of a time in your life that you're trying to rebuild and you're trying to, you know, find yourself a little bit in that time frame. So what was the journey like for you when you started shopping? Because I love your strategy of going on Pinterest and saying, I'm going to just make a list of all the things I want to try. And then there's that scary part of going shopping and actually trying on pieces in a brand new way. What was that like for yeah. you? A little bit nerve wracking, to be honest. Like, I was, um, because I like to structure myself pretty well. So I went onto Pinterest. So I allocated like an hour a day <laughs> to look through Pinterest and pin looks that I liked and how I kind of wanted to rebrand after having a baby. Um, Cause your body, you know, like your body changed a bit and it, my hips are a little bit wider and boobs don't sit the same <laughs> and bras don't fit right. There's all of these different aspects of how your body kind of is after a baby and nothing fits the same that it did when you were pregnant or even before that. So I always like to go on a shop after I have a baby, it's just when I get to the point where I'm like, ah, like I get really annoyed at my wardrobe. So I will go through Pinterest and I'll look for a heap of things that I like. And I have maybe two or three boards of different styles that styles, <laughs> styles um, <laughs> that I like and want to try. And then I will pick a shopping center. So my closest one is uh, Westfield Carindale and I'll go through the, go through the list of stores there, um, look on their websites, have a look if there's anything in that store that I might like and hopefully I'll find it, I'll add that to a note in my phone. I'll put up a grid like like a table and I'll take a screenshot of the the outfit or something like that, put it into the notes app with the store name next to it. And that's how I kind of go shop. I go on a full mission (laughs) and I'll go into the store and I'll try to find an outfit similar to that. I'll try it on, see how I feel in it. If I feel really good, generally I will take a photo of myself in it just in the change room and I very rarely buy something impulsively so I'll come back a week later (laughs) if I do like the outfit enough a week later I'll go back and buy it then that's how I shop oh my god did you hear (laughs) that I just heard myself I was like I just heard myself I was like oh wow okay no no oh my god I you're like a little you're a personal planner I need you in my life so that is incredible okay if you're listening and you can relate to this this could be a good opportunity for you to start planning so step one get on Pinterest or some sort of even Instagram start screenshotting some styles that you love and then step two go and have a look at your local shopping center and just see what kind of brands they offer there so that you don't feel overwhelmed and that you don't feel like you're going to get there and rush around and mindlessly just shop and pick things that don't work. Actually have a bit of a plan. And then once you're there, don't feel the need that you must bring home something straight away. Actually sit on that. And if it feels like 100%, yes, this is a win, go for it. But if you're still a little unsure, give yourself a few days to a week. And if you're still thinking about the product, then I always like to say it's for you. 
because yeah. your mind typically when it's not for you you kind of forget in an hour your life's so busy you don't even think about that thing and then we tend to just buy it in the moment because we're stressed so I actually really love that you've got a full-on routine <laughs> I get really I, yeah I get really frustrated when I go and buy something at the last minute I get really frustrated if I don't like it or and, and a lot of the time when I buy something last minute I've gone and tried it on really quickly I'm like oh yeah it's fine I never wear it again And the feeling of something sitting in my wardrobe, not being worn bothers me so much because I'm like, what a waste, like what a waste of a beautiful item of clothing that I'm not going to wear. There's money that I spent on that. There was time that went into it. Like I really like to cherish and love the items of clothing that I have that I spend, especially the ones that I spend my money on. Yes. Because I think sometimes there's a bit of a disconnect with the fact that there are actually a lot of the time there are human beings creating these items for us Mm. and there can be a bit of a disconnect, especially nowadays when there is a lot of fast fashion and and that kind of thing. So I understand it completely, but I like to remember that there is probably a mum overseas who has gone to work and created this item of clothing for me out of her day and her hands touched it. You know, that kind of thing. I really like to think about my items that way. And when they come into my wardrobe, that's like my little home. So I want to take care of them. Oh, you're so much like me. I love this so much. I always like to send it because I get changed like almost two to three times a day. And he'll say, why did you get out of that outfit? I'm like, because my, my, (laughs) I tell him my clothes are like my family. (laughs) I said, I can't, I feel really bad if I don't wear these pieces. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I have something in my wardrobe that hasn't been worn, it it doesn't stay in there for very long. Like it will go to somebody else or I'll sell it or something like that. Cause I'm like, this shouldn't be sitting here collecting dust. Like somebody has to wear this. That's a great I'll give it, yeah, I'll give it to family or like we send a lot of, yeah, like I said, we send a lot of stuff over to the Philippines and like I ask my mom, I'll post it on Facebook and be like, hey, family, like does anybody want this? Like I'm sure that one of you guys would love this much more than me. So yeah, that's like how I, that's how I like to think of my clothing. <laughs> that's a really good wardrobe strategy for anyone who is sitting there feeling a bit guilty. You've got all these wardrobe pieces, you're not wearing them and you're just constantly bringing new pieces in or you don't know what to do. Maybe look at it differently. Look at it like they're your family and you don't want to neglect your family. Like you, you no, want to be bringing them forward. And if you can't, maybe just, um, I don't know, think of your wardrobe pieces like someone else might like want this piece or want to wear this style and that's a beautiful mindset and letting go because it is so hard for a lot of I know especially my clients they do struggle letting go of clothes that don't longer serve them anymore or they struggle with wearing pieces and they work from home so I really like that you're big on mindset and and you use this in fashion I love that yeah I used to get really attached to my clothing. So um, if there was a dress or something that I had when I was, oh my goodness, like 10 years ago or something that I never wear, it doesn't fit me anymore. I would hold on to it for as long as possible. When I finally let it go, it was like I was able to step into my new self a little bit more when I'd let those pieces go, those really old ones that didn't fit me, that were broken or even even some that had a couple of like bad memories attached, but I'd spend a bit of money on them. So I was like, I don't want to get rid of that, even though I remember this person yelled at me when I wore it <laughs> and that was the memory I had attached to it. But then when I, yeah, when I was able to let those pieces go, 
I can't, yeah, I was able to step into my new self a little bit more and I bought myself something that represented the new version of me. So, oh, that is great. You are amazing. Everything you're saying, oh, I'm just taking so it nice all me. in. I'm so inspired by you. Oh, so nice. Stop. <laughs> this whole episode is just so beautiful, isn't I can't. it? <laughs> um, So something I really love about your energy is that you talk a lot about the woman that you are today and you've really built her. You are her. So when you think back at at the time where you first had your babies and you were feeling a little bit down and now you look at yourself and you've just got this incredible career, you're a model, you're an influencer, like you're doing all this amazing, you're wearing (laughs) colour. What would you tell your older self to make it a little bit easier for her? For starters, I would tell her it's going to be okay, that she doesn't need to stress as much as she does about whether or not people like her especially and if she dresses the way that she thinks she is. Um, A big part of who I used to be was me thinking I needed to dress a certain way to fit into a certain box that I wanted to allocate for myself. So sometimes I would wear, especially I would dress for a person that I wanted to be that was never going to be who I was. Yeah, wow. I don't know if that makes much sense, but the way that I kind of worked and structured my day-to-day was not how how I was thinking I needed to dress. I didn't have to be a certain way to become her. Yeah or who I am now. So I would definitely tell myself to stress less about that, especially and stress less about how people perceived me and just to be okay with what feels good for me right now, right then and there going off that, I would definitely tell myself to be a little bit more compassionate towards myself. Don't be so hard on yourself at all. You don't need to be, you're a person (laughs) and it's okay. It's going to be okay. I think that would be the biggest thing I would say to myself, my younger self or my older self. Yeah, I definitely used to stress a lot about if things were going to work out. I think a lot of people do a lot of the time and get really anxious. And I would constantly want this to happen really fast. Mm -hmm. So I needed a lot of things in my life had to happen the way that they did in order for me to slow down and yeah. really learn to be present in the moment. So That's beautiful yeah. advice. And that's actually that something I'm personally going through myself and learning is that I'm before my pregnancy, I was such a go, 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 big dreams, big vision. And then pregnancy has just completely rocked my entire world and learning to slow down and be present and just learning like who my true friends are has even been like something I didn't expect during pregnancy and learning like this new body of dressing and then learning of like the direction of where I want to go with the business. And I think we get so caught up like chasing this rushed life, like this busy life that you do sometimes like life can just throw these things at you and go slow down. I'm actually forcing you to slow down because you need to redirect. And I really love hearing from you that the advice you would have given your previous self when you first had your children and you're going through that is let it happen. Let the journey be slow. (laughs) Yes, it is going to be okay. I truly believe that everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen for you. It's not happening to you, like it's happening to you, but it's happening for you to become who you need to be and who you always wanted to be. I mean, 
I used to, I would never have thought that I am who I am now at all. I never would have thought I would have gotten to this point where I do work from home and I'm able to pick up my kids. And that was always what I wanted to, I was always striving towards that. I said, I wanted to work for myself in order to go pick up my kids from school and be at the assemblies when they're getting student of the week and all of those things. And that keeps me present. I can remember my kids need me here right now. And this is what I worked towards. And you're also sharing that message as well is, um, which I want to speak on. You actually have your own podcast, the rise of her podcast, and it's all about mindset. So if you are someone listening and you're really loving this deep conversation about the way we think is the way that we end up doing things, that's what your podcast is about, right? It's just about your mindset and the best way of living. It's called The Rise of Her because I wanted it to be about me growing into the person that you're building. And I wanted to kind of document it in a way, but also share what I was not, what I was learning at the same time. I had always wanted to start a podcast and it's the same with a YouTube channel as well, which I, I still in and out of that one. But the podcast, I, I kind of said to myself, like, if you don't start it now, like there's not going to be a perfect time for me to start it. I always said, like, I'll start it when I feel like I'm at this point where I have knowledge that I can share, which people will actually like. And I don't think I would ever feel like I'd get to the point where I'm like, I'm an expert in this. I can talk about everything. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to start it. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's again, it's just like your Instagram, like you're just sharing your own personal journey. Oh and the whole thing is like, it's about her. And I think honestly, what I've taken away from this podcast, our podcast today, our chat, your whole messaging is about finding her, rebranding her. And that is your message. That is what you're doing is you're doing it for yourself. You're literally living it, but you're also sharing that with your community. You're sharing that. You might not even know you're doing it in that way, but just the way that you're showing up, you really are just being that person that can go, hey, let's rebrand her. Let's find her. I think you're absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you so much. That is exactly what Yes, I was essentially am just constantly learning and I don't think that there's ever going to be a point where I'm going to be like, I've learned everything. So if I'm going to share everything, it, it is as I'm learning it as well. And there are things that I've said in the past, which I don't agree with now. And I think that that's perfectly fine. And I think that's the beauty of life itself is that we're constantly learning and growing and our opinions change and that's okay too. And I mean, I... You will never catch me wearing low-rise mini-shots ever again. Maybe. I don't know. Highly unlikely. But I used to wear that all the time. (laughs) And I loved them at that point. So my point of that is we're constantly constantly changing. And if we can just be okay with that and be like, great, this this is the beauty of it, then it can just just live life free in a more free way, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. Live life in a free way. You're constantly changing. We're constantly rebranding. We're constantly just finding new ways of being. So let it be. I honestly think that that is the best way to wrap up this entire episode. And I am just so inspired, so in awe of your entire message. Where can my audience find you if they want to learn a little bit more about your podcast, but also your social media platform? The Rise of Her podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
And then I mainly hang out on Instagram. So it's at Roxanne Cambridge. And then I'm also on TikTok at Roxanne Cambridge, which is like just lifestyle, random bits and pieces. Um, And then I have YouTube as well, which I am also on. And I think that's everything. Yes. (laughs) I will link everything on our show notes. So if you want an easy click through to her channels, I'll make sure that you can find that on this episode. And of course you can find me at She's So Seasonal if you're not already following me. But thank you so much, Roxanne, for being on the podcast today. You have been such a light and inspiration and my my cheeks are hurting from smiling so much. Thank you so much for having me on today. I have really, really appreciated your time and for reaching out to me in the first place because I have loved this chat and I hope that it was of value to you and your community. I love your content as it is. So I'll be hanging around, don't you worry. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure I'll have you back on the podcast down the track and we'll have another way of chatting and inspiring everyone. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode and I'll chat with you next time.